Progressive Podcast from Impact 89FM. Welcome into the basement. It is 7 o'clock, just past the top of the hour. Welcome into the basement. This is the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact 89FM. A full house tonight. Excited. Big stuff going down on the show tonight. We're talking a little Tigers trade a little bit. Men's hoops, green and white game was yesterday. Football, incredibly tough loss at Iowa in double overtime. A tale of two halves. We'll talk about that game as well. It is Michigan week. I'm pumped. I got a special guest in the house tonight, too, as well. His name is Bo Hayho. Bo, I spoke to your high school journalism class a couple weeks ago. Uh, Bo stressed interest in sports broadcasting and being a sports writer. So you know what? Why not give the young fella an opportunity to come on? And Bo joins us tonight. Bo, what's going on? What's your story? Um, nothing much. I'm here. I'm excited to be here. Uh, it's great. Take some time off from homework. Hey, that's all. That's always good. You know, way to way to set yourself up for success. You know, sports over homework. That's a. Hey, you know, you gotta have your priorities. But Bo Hayho joins us tonight. Mason High School sophomore. Outstanding. Good. Glad that he's expressed the interest to have him on. You know, we're gonna give him the opportunity. If you'd like to get in touch with us, five one seven four three two. 3893, voice your opinions, your distress, your dislike of MSU football. I don't know what what it is, what the opinion's out there. But more importantly, to my left, Mr. Ray Mara is back again. Ray, what's up? What's going on, Dan? Just uh, just getting over the Halloween weekend. Excited for uh, Michigan this week. Absolutely. Well, great, great combination. Brigitte? Nothing much. As I was driving over here, saw the state fans guarding the Sparty statue, so that only means one thing. Michigan's coming to town this week. So that's always exciting. Absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me, struggling tonight. But, Ray, can you give me your insight, first off, on the Tigers trade? Uh, I think it was a great move. I mean, we uh, we gave up very little to get a, you know an all-star caliber shortstop. Uh, we got uh, Edgar Renderia, for those who didn't uh, hear. Uh, we, only, we only gave up Jurgens uh, and uh, Gorkis Hernandez, who was uh, both minor league players. And, you know, Renderia hit, you know, over 320 last year with 12 home runs and 55 RBIs, so... Definitely, feel, it definitely fills a void at uh, shortstop for us. So the Tigers come on the winning end of this trade. Yeah, definitely. Brigitte is in the building. Bo Hayho is in the building. Joining us in just a few minutes will be Jamal Spencer of ABC3. He works for the big fella Hondo Carpenter Sr. over there at the former ABC53. It is now ABC3. But Jamal Spencer will join us. Wow, what a full show we have. Just a big, happy family. We also have an email address. Gmail inbox is wide open all hour. WDBMSports at gmail.com. WDBMSports at gmail.com. If you would like to give us a call, voice your opinion on anything Michigan State. Uh, we are the Spartan Sports Rep. That's our number one focus, Michigan State Sports. Obviously, we'll touch on uh, the Detroit Tigers, Pistons, whatever, uh, when the when time is due. But Four five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three is the number. A quick note at the top of the hour: uh, Make a Change Foundation. This is John Masters, the senior center on the football team. He started a, a foundation in the name of cancer research. Um, cancer has affected his family. It has affected his father. Um, with SAS, the, you know the student athlete support service uh, office here on campus. They have done drives to collect money. They will be collecting money again before this home game against Michigan. They're student-athletes that uh, volunteer to help out the John Masters Make a Change program. They'll be collecting you know, milk cartons going around Spartan Stadium. They've collected tons of money for the cancer research. So it's a great cause. Um, I'm sure you'll be able to 
identify, you know, men's basketball be out there, women's basketball, all types of student athletes out there collecting money for John Masters Make a Change program. So uh, obviously, good things. But hey, we go right to the phones at the top of the hour. Welcome in the Spartan Sports Wrap. What's on your mind? Hey, I, I was listening to you guys talk about the Tigers. I just had to throw my two cents in there, man. Go ahead. All What's year your we struggled through uh, Sean Casey playing first base. Now we can move Guillen over there with a quality shortstop like Renneria. I'm just excited. Absolutely, uh, and obviously we didn't give up a lot. No, no. We, I mean, Jerzen's pitched uh, a couple games for us and he did all right, but to, to get Renteria, that's a, that's a huge game for us. So, so does, does, is Renteria the key that pushes us over the top in the playoffs or what? I, I personally wanted to see us get A-Rod to play short. That would have been awesome. Earlier today they were saying we were second in line for A-Rod. So, I mean, that guarantees us a trip to the World Series. But uh, we're definitely not going to be missing the postseason this year now we got Renteria. Would you think there's still a void that we need to fill, like uh, such as a left-handed bat in left field, maybe? Oh, definitely. We need. I mean, Teixeira last year would have, would have been the best pickup, switch hitting, power first baseman. But, uh now we move Guillen over there. Uh, he's he's a high average hitter along with Renteria. I mean, that can cover up not having a left-handed bat for a while, but I'm sure Leland will make a push and get somebody. Where, where do you think he fits in our lineup, though, with uh, uh, Polanco batting second? Well, I mean, Polanco batting second, Sheffield third, Ordonez fourth is, is perfect. If we had a, a power lefty to, to hit in the five hole, like, I mean, tens is a little shaky out in the field. If, if we could move him and another minor leaguer and, and get a power left-handed bat, I just think that would that would push us into the World Series for sure. There, there have been rumors that uh, we've been uh, uh, trying to get Jeff Jenkins from the Brewers, who's going to be a free agent. I think I think Guillen is doing a valuable job at, at, at the five spot. I mean, he's switch hitting, you know, first baseman now. So yeah, definitely. But the weakness is, is having Pudge at six or seven. He's just not hitting anymore. If we could move Pudge down to nine with his new speed and. Hopefully, have have uh, engine a little better this year. We'll be fine. I don't think we need taking. Hey, absolutely. Hey, we appreciate your call and thanks for following the Spartan Sports Rep. Hey, no problem. Nice talking to you guys. Tigers trade today. Ray, give us the uh, give us the details. Edgar Renteria to Detroit for no. It's Edgar Renteria. Yeah, Edgar, Edgar Renteria to, to Detroit for Jair uh, Jurgens and uh, Gorkis Hernandez. Both minor leaguers. Yes. So I'm sorry. I'm just so I'm so caught up in MSU football. I could tell you. You know the high school of our third string running back, but but I can't can't name the the Tigers lineup from top to bottom right now. You know it's it's just what my my focus is. But that's why I have you, Ray. You're yeah. coming up in the clutch, brother. I, I appreciate I it. But hey, Bo Hayho joins us. He's a Mason High School guy, aspiring to be a sports journalist. He's a special panelist tonight on the Spartan Sports Wrap. If you'd like to join all of us here, the number five one seven four three two. 3893. The email address, if you'd like to email in, wdbmsports at gmail.com. Don't forget, Saturday nights on The Impact is the cultural vibe. I'm a fan of the show, DJ Rad. One on the ones and twos on Saturday night. Uh, that starts at 8 p.m., I believe, and goes, what, till 2 a.m.? I believe it's 8 to 2, 8 to 1, 8 to 2. But, hey, the, the evening is filled with good hip-hop from DJ Rad 1. And uh, that great back-to-back shows there, the, the cultural vibe right here on the Impact 89 FM. But this is the Spartan Sports Rep. We continue on. Men's Hoops, big day yesterday. Not only was it the green-white game at 4 p.m., it was also Big Ten Media Day in Chicago. That early Sunday morning media day, it was like 9 to noon. Just quick shot media day. But guess what? We had been picked number one in the Big Ten by the media. Whatever that means, yes, 
keeping all this in perspective that this is the preseason. This means nothing. We haven't accomplished anything yet. We haven't even won a preseason game. Keeping all that in mind, we have been picked to be the Big Ten champions. Andrew Neitzel has been picked to be player of the year. Uh, we'll kick it around the horn. Your thoughts first on being picked to finish number one in the Big Ten. We'll start with Brigitte. Oh, I think that's a great number for them. I think they'll definitely be number one uh, in the Big Ten. I think Indiana might be a little bit of trouble for them, but with five returning starters this year, I can't see us being anything less. Bo Hayho, your thoughts? Michigan State being picked to be the Big Ten champs. That's a very smart choice by the media. You have to look at the players that Wisconsin and Ohio State lost. Really, uh, no other teams besides Indiana and Michigan State, potentially Illinois, stand out in the Big Ten. Uh, with Michigan State returning their five starters and eight of their top nine scorers, that looks like a good decision. Absolutely. Wise decision. My pick as well, Ray Mara. No thoughts, Ray Mara. Ray Mara cuts <laughs> the neck. He does the queeze gray. Um, obviously, you know, not much more you can, you know, you don't really want to beat a dead horse. Michigan yeah. State, we're, we're good. We're going to be good. Um, I'm going to talk about that, the sense of, you know, pride we have in our basketball team in a little, in a little bit here. To be a little wary, though. Um, Men's Hoops, Big Ten Player of the Year, Drew Neitzel. This all preseason, obviously. Your thoughts, Brigitte, on Drew Neitzel, preseason Player of the Year? Definitely Player of the Year with the team that we lacked last year, and for him to just step up and take every role, pretty much scoring points, playing almost 40 minutes a game, I think he definitely deserves it, and especially with not as much talent this year in the Big Ten, we don't have players like Greg Oden who are going to steal the show from Player of the Year, so I think he'll definitely be good for it. And now I don't even know if Drew Neitzel got his show stolen. Uh, he more put on a show last year. He you know, did. we look at upsets of number one Wisconsin uh, at the crib, as, as you know, mm-hmm. ebonically you want to call it. Uh, but you look at Drew Neitzel, what he brings to the table, he shoots nearly as well from three-point as he does from the field. 41% from three last year, 42% from the field. He gives you over 18 points a game. And it basically carried this team last season for for stretches. Free throw shooting as well. When it's down in the clutch, you got to make sure you make those free throws. He was ninety percent most of the season. So, aside from that, I think you have to you know take him into a deep consideration for Player of the Year. Bohejo, your thoughts on Drew Neitzel being picked preseason Player of the Year in the Big Ten? Well, he definitely stands out as the premier player. He's a senior point guard. He's played in Final Fours and NCAA tournaments. But one thing to think about is the fact that. He may not have to play as much as he did last year. He'll probably be able to get a guy like Kalen Lucas in the game for a couple minutes. Uh, so do you think that'll that'll affect his uh, production a little bit, like his point production and assist production? Um, it, it might potentially. Uh, he'll still he'll still get his points. Uh, definitely weighs in there. He's still probably the go-to option for Michigan State. Uh, he might score. Slightly less. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. you. You look at the minutes that Drew Neitzel had to play over thirty-five minutes again. Thirty-five point seven minutes is what he averaged last season. But you, we look into Big Ten play. Drew Neitzel played significantly more. There are games where he play. He would play all forty. And this year we have the luxury of Kalen Lucas. Um, pe- you know, people may be wondering who is Coach Izzo going to redshirt. I'll tell you, it will not be Kalen Lucas. Kalen Lucas, albeit it was the Green White game, had thirty-one points in the green-white game yesterday. We, they played four 10-minute quarters, so essentially a 40-minute game. We know the stats are inflated. We know it was a green-white game, but very impressive play by Kalen Lucas, the point guard out of Orchard Lake St. Mary's, a freshman now on Michigan State's team. He is so fast. Folks, I will admit, it's the fastest college player I've ever seen play. 
I've watched college basketball for a while. I've seen D. Brown play a very quick point guard who is, you know, now somewhat of a journeyman in the NBA. But Kalen Lucas is lightning quick on the on the court, and he finishes. He finishes in traffic. He'll he'll beat you with the floater. I really like what Kalen Lucas will bring off the bench, and and who knows if he'll be a spot starter. But I don't know how that'll mix. We'll be able to go with uh, significantly versatile lineups. If you look. You know, you could go Kalen Lucas, Drew Neitzel, Raymar Morgan, Marquise Gray, Sutan. There's so much versatility with this team compared to last year because of the added depth on the perimeter. Uh, but we keep it moving forward. I'll give you a quick recap of the green-white game. You look at Kalen Lucas. He he really stole the show. He had a great game. Um, Edong Ibak also, the Nigerian native, uh, ID as he likes to be called, also had a, had a solid game. ID, ID really stepped it up. It's night and day. If you if you knew Edong Ibak when he first came here as a freshman and to the player that he has evolved in now, I believe Ibak, Ibak had 13, uh, 11 points on the day, 7 rebounds, a couple blocks. You know, he, he had a nice day as well. Uh, Coach Izzo today at his press conference uh, had some comments on the 7-foot center from Nigeria. I, I did play a little better, I, I thought, considering he was out with the finger and still... You know, he split his hand down to his bone, and he's got 10 or 12 stitches in it. And so he didn't practice for a few days, and he's played with that now, and it's all taped up. I, I actually thought, um, you know, he blocked some shots. He did put the ball on the floor a little bit better, made a couple of hooks, had 13 points. Um, yeah, I'd say he was a, a bright spot, long way to go yet. But, yeah, he made some progress. I, I think he has made some progress. That's Coach Izzo speaking on seven foot center Edong Ibak of the men's basketball team ID uh, was one of the the shining points of yesterday's scrimmage, albeit a, maybe a quiet a quiet sound you know shining point if you know shining point can be quiet. ID had a solid game yesterday in the green white game, as did Kale Lucas. Really stole the show. Kale Lucas, a freshman, led all scores with thirty one points. Uh, Kale Lucas finishing the lane. He's got a nice shot. Um, not to not to steal the shine from from Drew Drew Neitzel. In big preseason Big Ten Player of the Year, he's going to get his. It was good to see the young players come out. They, you know, got their first taste of playing in front of a significantly large crowd. You know, Mun Ice Arena for Midnight Madness was not as big as uh, the turnout at the Breslin. I'm sure there are probably about, my guess, four thousand, five thousand people there. The lower bowl was significantly full, uh, so it was good to see the fan turnout for the Green White game. They played four quarters. You know, somewhat structured. Some. Quarters they play the whole quarter zone defense man defense you know they pressed for the majority of it, uh, but it was good. No one looked terrible. You know it wasn't like oh I heard this player was going to be this star this year and he just came out flat. Uh, Quise Gray got his. You know he's he's going to be the finisher on, on the break. Darrell Summers he really is a poor man's Jay Rich. He you know his shot is solid. It's not great. Chris Allen shot the ball a lot. Yeah, I don't know how much he'll be shooting during the regular season. Uh, but he definitely can can hurt you. He can ice you from the corner. He had one fadeaway from like two feet beyond the three-point line, falling out of bounds. Pretty solid stuff. Uh, but there was no one that really caught my eye that was, oh, we were in trouble at this position. And Coach Izzo made a point today at his press conference that the bigs really outshined the guards. And in my opinion, that's significant because you look coming into the season, the question mark was the was the post play. Perimeter play, we knew we'd be solid with Drew Neitzel returning, Raymar Morgan returning, the addition of the freshman, and obviously Travis Walton. Travis Walton is such the glue guy on this team, I can't stress it enough. He may not fill up the stat sheet with points and assists, 
Uh, but what he brings to the court in intangibles and leadership and locking the opposing high-scoring guard down is Travis Walton make, makes him so valuable to this team. But more importantly, Marquise Gray had a great day as well. Not more importantly, they all had good days. You know, we're not going to rank one above the, the, the next, but here's Coach Izzo on Quise Gray's performance yesterday. Marquise actually did some good things. I think he faced up and uh, and took some shots. He, he he had a decent day rebounding the ball, not as good as Sutan. Or, Sutan had a lot of offensive rebounds, did a very good job. But Marquise he ran the court better. Um, like I said, our bigs were better than our perimeter. I think that's the good news because our perimeter have been pretty solid and steady for the most part, except and, and so have the freshmen, to be honest with you. But they just there's just a different level you have to play at. And coming back from the Big Ten tournament, I think most coaches felt the same way. That was Coach Izzo speaking on Marquise Gray and his performance in the green-white game. Stepping into the studio, though, no man other than Jamal Spencer, ABC3 Sports, joining us. What's up, Jamal? Nothing much, man. How's it going? Fantastic. Hey, glad you could join us. You know, we know you're the you know you're the big star on TV. You get you get your mug on the screen and everything, but I'm glad you could join us here tonight. Got to get my voice on the airways, too, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Hey, you'd like to join us at number 517-432-3893. The email address, Gmail inbox, wide open, WDB. Sports at gmail.com. Folks, your thoughts on the men's hoop season, the predictions of being picked to finish number one in the Big Ten, Drew Neitzel, Player of the Year. I want to know your opinion, a little overrated, a little underrated. Who knows? How can you be underrated if you are picked number one? We are picked eighth in the nation, I believe, in the first poll in the, was it the coaches poll? I believe we're picked eighth in the mm-hmm. nation. I think that's about fitting for this team. We have some strong points. We have some unproven positions, but all in all, I think we, we'll be all right, but MSU picked to win the Big Ten. Uh, Jamal Spencer jumps in, and we'll we'll touch on both. Picked to win the Big Ten, and Drew Knight's a player of the year. You agree, disagree, why? Oh, I think they are going to win the Big Ten. I mean, the team that they say is going to hang with us is Indiana. And uh, like Kelvin Sampson said at Big Ten Media Day, Michigan State is returning proven leaders and proven players, while Indiana's guys that are going to be go-to guys are still young and haven't really had that experience. As far as Nitzel being Big Ten Player of the Year, uh, I don't know. I mean, I know he's capable. He's got the talent. I just don't know if he's going to be getting the shot opportunities they had last year, and he's not going to be logging as many minutes. Absolutely. And we look at Indiana, and you have a guy in DJ White. You know, we talk about the top two players in the Big Ten. It could either it could go either way. Big Ten Player of the Year preseason with DJ White or Drew Nitzel. Because DJ White tore it up on that uh, that USA team with Drew Neitzel this summer, mm-hmm. so DJ White definitely the biggest post threat in the Big Ten. I'd say the best post player in the Big Ten. Uh, and Indiana's got him. They also have what Eric Gordon. Yep, Flash I'm, Gordon. If I'm a little, uh, I'm a little uh, to'd if I'm uh, if I'm DJ White though. You know, I look, I read through these preseason magazines, and you know who's the player profile? Mm-hmm. Eric Gordon. Has he played a minute in the Big Ten yet? Hasn't even set on campus yet. I don't think he's taking you know, a class. You know, all, the pub people get before they do anything. You know, that's why here on the Sports Rep, we'll give you praise, you know, post-accomplishment. You know, once you accomplish something, we'll give you the love. And that leads me to my next point, folks. Yes, this Michigan State basketball team is going to be good. They're going to be very good. Let's not uh, think that they're going to win the national title this year. I think they can. Let's not say that they're going to do it. Don't get your hopes extremely high. You have to understand you're going to have to grow with this team. They're going to, just as there are bumps in D'Antonio's road, we have perimeter players coming off the bench that are freshmen. They also haven't played a game of college basketball, a game in the Big Ten against strong defenders, against excellent coaches. So don't get your hopes too high. Yes, this team is going to be very good. 
Just don't get your hopes too high and put all your marbles in the basket and say, oh, you know, we're clear path to the Final Four. There is some talent in, in college basketball. There is so much talent across the board. You could be a mid-major. You know, we're familiar with that, George Mason. There could be a mid-major. It doesn't matter. There's so much talent distributed throughout college basketball, Kansas, Memphis, UCLA, just to name a few. Very talented, very deep teams. You know, they return significant players similar to us. So, you know, it's not like we are, you know, head and shoulders above the rest of the country. So just keep that in mind. Bo, go ahead. If you take a look at our schedule, we've also got to play number 16, Texas, number 24, NC State, and uh, very tough opponents like Bradley, BYU, and Maryland. And uh, teams like Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Illinois also received votes in the polls, and they're not going to go away either. Yeah, that's a good point. And you look at some of those games like the Bradley and BYU, I think those are on the road. So significant road test for this team. People want to dog the schedule. You know, People want to say, oh, it's a soft schedule. Izzo's not living up to the Syracuse-Kentucky-Duke that he did. This is a quietly tough schedule. If you want to drop your thoughts on Michigan State basketball, 517-432-3893. Jamal Spencer of ABC3 is in the house with us tonight. If you'd like to get at him as well, he's here to answer questions about whatever you would like to ask in the world of Spartan sports. Uh, but quickly, we'll kick it around. Sleeper player on the team, someone that is not getting a lot of light that will have a breakout season. Uh, can we kick it around the horn and give a reason why? Jamal Spencer, your sleeper. Man, I, I can't even tell you. I mean, you know, you got the fabulous freshman. Like you mentioned, Kalen Lucas already. They got Darrell Summers who's going to jump out the gym. As far as a sleeper is concerned, I'm looking at uh, Goran Sutan. They say he might not start. He might start. I'm telling you, he's probably going to get that starting role, and he's going to be big. If you remember last year, best big man in the country, Greg Oden. He went head-to-head with Greg Oden more than held his own. So I think Goran Sutan is that player to watch. Absolutely. I agree with you, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Brigitte, your sleeper. I'll just say if somebody a little different, I'll go with Namek, just because he's got great height. Um, he'll be good for defensive production as opposed to putting a lot of points on the board. He'll be good for rebounding. And just if he can keep his hands on the ball and eliminate turnovers, he'll be a good asset this year. Bo, your sleeper on Michigan State's team this year. I also like Goran Sutan. Uh, he's, this is his fourth year playing in the Big Ten. And um, like Jamal said, he's gone against guys like Greg Oden. So he knows what the Rumble is all about. And uh, he'll be able to provide help to guys like Tom Herzog. Um, and I, I think that will also increase his level of play, too, because uh, he knows he's got to set a good example for a young guy. The rumble. I'm used to the rumble as <laughs> like well. It. The young fella like coming <laughs> with the, the clutch phrases here tonight. It's the rumble in the Spartan Sports Rep. Tonight, if you're just joining us, this is the Spartan Sports Rep on Impact 89 FM. We're on every Monday night, 7 to 8 p.m. Guess what? If you miss us and you want to hear Jamal Spencer's lovely voice after tonight, you can download our podcast at impact89fm.com simply click the podcast logo and there's the Spartan Sports Rep click archives more than a year's worth of shows at your disposal you could sit for a day and a half and listen to us break down sports so impact 89 don't forget listen live link also on that page anywhere in the world monday night 7 p.m. adjust your clocks if you're you know in central time you know eastern time whatever 7 to 8 p.m. eastern click listen live on impact89fm.com and there we are live on the internet around the world it's amazing technology here at the impact but to keep it moving my sleeper player goran sutan absolutely if you look at the minutes that sutan got last year and the production you got for those minutes 26 minutes a game that's 10 less than drew neitzel played and you're you're getting a a 10 and 7 guy you're getting a, a just over nine points and just 
below seven rebounds. So, you know, do the math. Sutan is really a guy who can be a double-double guy uh, night to night. We saw him have glimpses of greatness last year, although it was non-conference. I believe one game he had to like 27 points last year. Sutan really has the skill. You know, people want to pin the, you know, missed layups and, you know, soft on the European player. I do not agree with that. Sutan has great skill. He's a great passer. He can put the ball on the deck. And what is what impresses me most about Sutan is his consistent jump shot. He can beat you from 15 feet. He can take you on the block, double post moves, reverse laps, whatever it is. Sutan is tremendously talented. And I think people will see that. And I think we're starting to, you know, if you're starting to notice this, we have some scoring threats across the board. And we haven't even mentioned Raymar Morgan. Uh, I don't think that's a sleeper at all. People will be ready for that. I believe the players are ready for their new locker rooms, though. I got a glimpse of them this past weekend. Almost finished. Oh, are they nice. The new locker rooms for the men and women are tremendous. And this another asset to the recruiting for both the men's and women's programs here at Michigan State. You, you know, the main family room there has got a little kitchenette, a little bar area. Nine flat screens are going to be installed in the men's uh, little lounge area. And then they're going to have a pool table. Nice. And then you walk into the locker room. It's like oval-shaped, very NBA-like. I've been in the Dallas Mavericks locker room. Very, you know, not it, 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 it kind of pales in comparison, but it's like a miniature version of an NBA locker room, like the, the quality of it. And then you got, you know, great, you know, in the shower area, you got cold tubs. It's, it's state-of-the-art, and I'm happy that, you know, they, they updated the locker rooms and they did it right. You know, they're just putting the finishing touches on it. And I think it should be done by, by Friday, the opener. That's right, men's basketball, they open up Friday exhibitionally against Grand Valley State. So, you know, a little Lansing connection. Uh, Anthony Ayani, yep. little, uh, his dad's a, a senior associate AD here. His son plays for Grand Valley. A little, little mixed emotions there. But, you know, the Grand Valley folks come in uh, to the Breslin this Friday, 8 p.m. This game will be on the Big Ten Network for those three of you who get the Big <laughs> who get the Big Ten Network. Um, but I don't. I think there are tickets still available. MSUSpartans.com has all that information as well. Uh, you're listening to Spartan Sports Trap. You'd like to join in 517-432-3893. Uh, but we move forward, and unfortunately, we move. For some of you, uh, we move to football. Um, and it, 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 an incredibly tough loss on the road in Kinnick Stadium at Iowa. Two OTs. We dominate the first half, have a 17-3 to lead at one point, and definitely a tale of two halves. Uh, Iowa comes back. They make adjustments at halftime. They execute. They run the ball extremely well. Our offense goes a bit flat. Your thoughts initially on the Iowa loss. We'll kick it around the horn, but G, go ahead. I think uh, we forgot how to tackle at one point during the second half. Um, it was just it was a really disappointing game to see us be ahead by uh, 14 points at halftime, and then just you know some of the play calling, some of the decisions, drop passes. It just it seemed like we could have caught that same game last year. Bo, go ahead. Unfortunately, I think this loss shows uh, that we had a, me- a lapse in mental toughness and discipline. Uh, when you're uh, when you gain 252 total yards in the first half, only allow 71 total yards by them, and uh, when you possess the ball uh, for more time in three out of four quarters, and and limit them to two of 13 on third downs, yet still lose in overtime, uh, it, it's very frustrating and uh, very surprising by uh, coach Dan- my coach D'Antonio team. 
Bohejo bringing it strong in his uh, premier appearance here on the Spartan Sports Trap. Jamal, your thoughts on the Iowa loss? Plain and simple. I mean, they went away offensively from what was working with them. Michigan State's game is pound the rock and then throw bubble screens either Devin Thomas or Javon Ringer. And it's like if, if in the third quarter they're not doing that, then what are they doing? You know, they're getting stuffed at the line. They're trying to play their game. That's not their game. And if you're not giving the ball to Ringer, if you're not throwing that bubble to Devin Thomas, they struggle offensively. It's a full house tonight. That's Jamal Spencer of ABC3. We kick it back to Ray. What's up, Ray? I'm still wondering why the Iowa student section rushed the field after the after the win. It's I mean, Michigan State. I, I understand if you beat a you know top ten team or you know Wisconsin or Ohio State, but I'm still wondering why they rushed the field. I think it's more, it's more embarrassing to rush the field after beating us than, 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 to, than to blow the fourteen point lead. I agree. You know, not to knock on the football squad, I still believe in them. We're going to talk about the upcoming game. It's Michigan Week, folks. We play U of M Saturday, three thirty on ABC. I'm pumped. Uh, don't forget, once again, before this game, the Make a Change program started by John Masters, benefiting cancer research. Student-athletes will be around Spartan Stadium outside in the parking lot and such, collecting funds for the Make a Change Foundation. John Masters started this. His cancer affected his father, and uh, he's collecting these funds go directly to cancer research, I believe. They go to the American Cancer Society. So a great cause. Um, you'll see student-athletes uh, walking around with uh, containers collecting money, all these funds. Go to that great cause started by John Masters. So don't forget that before the game. 3.30 kick against the Wolverines. We'll talk about that game in a minute. Uh, but one point I, I did like to bring up, we've lost all our, all four of our games by seven points or less. Uh, something Jamal and I talked about earlier this afternoon. You know, you look at the losses. There's no embarrassing losses. It's not like you look to that and say, you know, we flat out got beat Ohio State, borderline, they really controlled the tempo of that game. Our defense showed up, you know, a fumble recovery away from really making that interesting by uh, Otis Wiley. But we've lost all four games by seven points or less. Some of them, uh, Wisconsin by a field goal. And uh, also, you look, big ups to Javon Ring, uh, the, da- the, the Dayton Flyer. The Dayton Flyer. Javon doesn't like nicknames, but uh, one, one of my bosses, you know, told the, uh, the ESPN guys, you know, they're looking for nicknames. They played the heck out of the parallel to the horse race. Did you did you right. watching yeah, the game? Yeah, yeah. They really they really beat that to death. You know, kind of like you, we're doing with the three hundred theme. Exactly. Uh, but we we'll stay away from that. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> but, but but big ups to Javon Ringer, thousand yards plus on the season. Uh, that's the first since T.J. Duckett, I believe, in two thousand one. So Javon Ringer, the Dayton Flyer. J- call Javon Ringer the Dayton Flyer if you would please. Uh, that's his new nickname, the Dayton Flyer. He's for, he is from the the OH, as oh, they call it, the OH ten, the OH ten. And uh, as Ray pointed out, don't rush the field after you beat us, Iowa. <laughs> that is, that's pathetic. Or, yes, or anyone for that matter. Like who who's excited about beating Michigan State at this point? I believe we talk. I mean, we're not here to bag on the team, but there's yeah, like there's it. certain ethics behind rushing the field or the court. When we beat. Wisconsin, it was somewhat borderline when we beat Number them in basketball. Number one team in the nation at your house. Go ahead, rush the court. That's a Plus, it's a conference game, so you know it had implications. It was a big game. If a ranked team, specifically in the top five, is in your house, you're the underdog, and you pull the upset, I say go ahead. But if an unranked team comes into your house... I, I, I and, they, and they had to keep them away from the field goal post? <laughs> Unbelievable. Not to mention it's not even a rivalry game. I mean, you can, you can maybe take, you know... Let that happen. Let that slide for that game. If it was a rivalry game, like let but, it slide. If it was, you know, Michigan, Michigan State, and we're, you know, we're both unranked hypothetically. Yeah, but Iowa, that's pathetic. Yeah. Enough of that, though. 
Um, it was it was tough down the stretch. Definitely a tough game. A tough game to watch. We looked so tremendous in the first half. It was definitely a tale of two halves. Brian Hoyer uh, made some outstanding throws down the stretch. Um, Devin Thomas made some NFL catches down the stretch, and I believe he'll be playing on Sundays. Uh, but I got a chance to talk to quarterback Brian Hoyer today, as usual. Uh, here's Monday Morning Quarterback with Brian Hoyer. In this edition of the Spartan Sports Podcast, once again, Monday Morning Quarterback here with Brian Hoyer. Brian, towards the tail end of that Iowa game, you made some, some major league throws. Do you feel that you're starting to come up and show up in, in bigger situations and, and make key throws when, when they're needed to be made? Yeah, I think so a little bit, but at the same point, when it comes down to the end of the game, you got to make the play to win. So, um, you know, up till that, that last drive, I was feeling pretty good about it. And, um, you know, it comes down to some tough plays in the end and we don't get it done. But that's where, you know, big-time quarterbacks step up. So that's something that, you know, I need to learn from. And, uh, you know, when the situation comes up, whether it's this week, you know, next week or, or next season, wherever it is, you know, it's something that I'll learn from and, and, and realize that the big-time players make big plays, you know, when their team needs them. So, um Although I, I did it to be able to get us into to, uh, overtime. When you get to overtime, you got to be able to, to seal the deal. So um, kind of a bittersweet feeling for me. You look at Saturday's game against Michigan, 3.30 on ABC, nationally televised, a packed house already sold out. Does that give you guys motivation? Yeah, it helps. And I don't think, I mean, if you need extra mo- motivation for this game, um, you shouldn't even be out, you know, running out, out of that tunnel with us. So, um uh, just kind of adds fuel to the fire because it is such a great rivalry. Um, but to have, you know, a national TV game in our home stadium, you know, at 3.30, that crowd's going to be nuts. We'll, we'll get energy from our, our students, from our crowd, and that's something that uh, will help build and, and, like I said, add fuel to the fire. You look at this game Saturday, where do you think this game will be won? What is it, trenches, running game, passing game? Where do you think it'll be won? I think it all starts up front. Uh, it has for us all year. You know, the games that we've won, um, you know, our, our O-line and D-line have, have dominated. And, um, you know, I think we're, we have the players capable of doing it. Um, I think any football game is, is one up front because when those guys, whether it's the offensive line giving uh, the running backs big holes or giving me some time in the pocket or the D-line causing uh, you know some trouble for their quarterback and, and shutting up their, their running holes, um, when, when they can do that, it, it affects the game tremendously. So I think that's, that'll be the key part for this game. Personnel-wise, you guys are relatively healthy. You know, heading into the, the the stretch of the season here, is that rewarding uh, as a quarterback to know that you have all the weapons at your disposal going against Michigan? Yeah, I think so. And and like you said, we've been fortunate enough to not have any you know too serious injuries, especially in the skilled personnel, I guess you would say. And um, to know that we have you know Javon Ringer, Ju Kalkrick, uh, Devin Thomas, Kellen Freeman Davis, all healthy going into uh, probably you know our biggest game of the year. You know, it's just something you don't have to worry about. Uh, going into the game, you know that your playmaker is going to be there. Travis Key said you could knock a lot of birds out with one stone with this victory Saturday. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds uh, pretty fitting that, uh, you know, to win against Michigan and become bowl eligible. But uh, like I said, if you need any extra motivation for this game, you know, we sh- you shouldn't be out there. And uh, just being the fact that we're playing against Michigan, whether it's playing out here in Spartan Stadium or if we were playing over on the practice field, um, you don't need any extra motivation. And, uh, you know, just fuel added to the fire. Did that fire get even greater when Coach Antonio, first thing he said when he came here, he pointed to Michigan. Does his commitment to this game also inspire you guys to play hard? Yeah, I think so. And uh, he's really come in and tried to establish uh, the rivalry and the uh, the intensity of the rivalry. So, uh, like I said, or like you said, uh, even more fuel added to the fire right there because of his uh, his passion for the rivalry. 
Dell's quarterback Brian Hoyer got a chance to sit down with Brian this morning, and uh, he gave us his insight on first uh, in hindsight of the Iowa game. And you look at Brian, and what strikes me so much about Brian is his character as a person. He he's the first to to have the critical eye. You know, you can put a question out there. He did. He threw some some balls from right hash to left sideline on, on a frozen rope. He really did make some NFL throws. He isn't. He has an NFL arm in in terms of strength. He's working on the accuracy. That pla- that pass to Devin Thomas was the best of his career. At the end of the game, down the sideline, Devin made a great play. Uh, you know, puts us in field position for a field goal. Uh, but Hoyer uh, is becoming increasingly mobile as a quarterback. You know, we see him stepping out of the pocket, going to get yards. You know, if the if, you know if the routes aren't there, he's picking up the, the eight to ten. You know, taking what's in front of him, and I think that's just coming with maturity. But more importantly, Brian Hoyer is becoming versatile. Brian Hoyer is somewhat of a sports reporter as well, as exemplified in this next clip. Brian Hoyer steals my microphone and interviews teammate Caleb Thornhill. Here's Brian Hoyer with Caleb Thornhill. On this edition of Spartan Sports Podcast, this is Brian Hoyer interviewing Caleb Thornhill. Caleb, being a guy from Michigan growing up around this rivalry, what do you think uh, the keys for the game are defensively this Saturday? Well, defensively, um, we're going to need to stop the run. Obviously, Mark Hart's a good running back and um, runs low to the ground, breaks tackles. Uh, we're going to have to put an emphasis on uh, tackling this week and because he runs so low to the ground and um, just have to stop the running game. That's key. With uh, you know some people banged up uh, injuries, um, what do you think uh, the keys for the defensive line this week are to allow the linebackers to, to make some plays? Um, just give me, give me a comment on that. Um, just attacking the line of scrimmage and, and fighting off blocks, you know, and they do a good job, you know, so I think everybody will be healthy this week and everybody will be back. So we'll be able to stop the run as long as the D-line gets some, you know, push up front and we'll be okay. With Coach Antonio coming in and really reestablishing this rivalry, um, you being, you know, legacy, your brother played here, your dad played here, um, your thoughts on, on how – he has really come in and reestablished this rivalry with, uh, you know, the clock. That we always talk about the clock. The media always wants to talk about the clock. Um, what do you think? Uh, what are your thoughts on his reestablishment of this rivalry? I think that he's done a great job uh, making people realize what this game means uh, to the whole state of Michigan and everybody around it that's been a part of it. And uh, we realize, you know, how big this game is. And I think freshmen are beginning to realize as well. What do you think? Uh, the keys to the game overall, um, you know, you being a captain and a senior leader on this team, what, what are your thoughts on that? Key to the game, I mean, it comes down to Brian Hoyer. He's going to have to make plays. I mean, he's going to have to run the ball like he did against Iowa that one play, you know, when the pocket closes, he's going to have to step up and get 20, 25 yards, you know, and he's going to have to complete every pass because if he doesn't, I'm going to be angry. And what do you think about his protection? Um, who would have a better chance of protecting him, Pete Clifford or Jake Long? Peter Clifford, for sure. I have to go with Pete. Thank you for uh, listening to this edition of the Spartan Sports Podcast. Brian Hoyer with Caleb Thornhill. Special thanks to quarterback Brian Hoyer for knocking that one out for me. Brian Hoyer just steals the show. That was the QB and uh, Captain Caleb Thornhill. So uh, thanks to Brian Hoyer for doing that for us. And uh, you're listening to the Spartan Sports Podcast. So we're on every Monday night, 7 to 8 p.m. right here on Impact 89 FM. Um, football, obviously, they lost at Iowa in two OTs, uh, came up short, uh, scored on the first overtime drive. Very impressive. You could think that we had the game in the bag. I really did. I thought our defense was going to go four and out. Um, but at the same time, is it reassuring to you guys to know that you know we are we lost, but we're not getting blown out. We haven't got blown out, and I don't think we will. 
not to make a, a moral victory out of this whole thing, but are you guys reassured that you know we're not getting blown out? We're a few plays away from being you know an imp- a very impressive team. You know what? Uh, what are we nine games in? We could be eight and one, mm-hmm. arguably eight and one, seven and two. Seven realistically, and two. your thoughts, Jamal? I think that like everyone else says, like you don't want to take moral victories from it. But in year one of a rebuilding program, because let's be honest. D'Antonio still hasn't got his guys in here. He's He's got some work to do. But in year one of a rebuilding program, he's gone against ranked teams at Ohio State, at Wisconsin, gone into a hostile environment in Iowa. He's doing a great job. Brigitte, your thoughts? I think it's great that we're not getting blown out. But at the same point, like nobody's going to remember, you know, that we came up like seven points short or whatever. They're just going to remember that when it came down to it, Iowa got the victory. Ohio State got the victory. So, I mean, it's nice to not get blown out, but we'd like to see the team finish. Absolutely. Your thoughts, folks, 517-432-3893. Your displeasure, voice your displeasure with Michigan State football, play calling, whatever it is. Uh, at this point in the season, I'm not you know, packing it up and saying it's a failure. By no means. You know, this football team has showed, you know, character throughout this this stretch. You know, they've lost some games. They have a, a ridiculously hard remaining schedule. The last five games were just brutal on their schedule, including Iowa or Ohio State, Iowa, and uh, now Michigan, Purdue, and Penn State at the crib to end the season. Uh, but your thoughts, wdbmsports at gmail.com is the email inbox address wide open all hour. Your thoughts. Uh, but it is reassuring. Uh, you know, not We're not here to make moral victories out of anything. An L is an L. A dub is a dub. And obviously we chalked up an L. We're 5-4 and four now on the season. But, well, you know, if you rewind a year ago, you know, you say we're, we could finish, arguably finish the season at 500 or maybe a hair better. You may have taken that last year. Uh, we're going right to the phones, though. Phone call. Welcome to the Spartan Sports Rep. How are you doing? Hey, how are you guys doing? Not too bad. What's on your mind? Uh, I just have uh, one quick thing to say, and then I'll, I'll take the response out there. I just can't believe. I, when's the last time you saw someone, a team lose a game with three total completions by the opposite team in the passing, it's like in the forward pass era? I, I just can't believe that this team who dominated the first the entire game through the air just somehow like it was just in disbelief the entire time. And uh, I, I agree. I, I don't know if you can take moral victories from this, but I think that D'Antonio is taking the team in the right direction. It's just sad that we have to sit here and make excuses for why we lost. So, yeah, I'll, I'll listen to you guys. Uh, hey, thanks, man. We appreciate your call, as always. I'm going to throw the alley-oop to Jamal Spencer. Go. Well, I mean, yeah, Christian, Christensen goes 5 for 15 and looks real rough, but he doesn't have to pass. Just hand the ball off to the two workhorses and let them run behind the big, you know, well, it would be nice, but behind the big offensive linemen, and, you know, they're opening holes. I mean, Michigan State did miss tackles, and but you still got to give credit to Iowa. I mean, they, they did their part in the second half. And you got to give credit to the Iowa's head coach, Kirk Ferentz, and I believe he really did a great, he earned his three, you know, whatever, two, three million he makes coaching per season. He really made some adjustments at half and, and really reestablished Iowa's offense and yet, you know, it's you can sit and say, oh, Iowa had two of their whatever, seven rushing touchdowns on the season against us. You know, when you pound the ball that often, you know, something's going to open up. We didn't tackle in space. We know we have to fix that, but we took the loss. We we could have lost in regulation. You know, this this team showed, their, you know, strength, and they drove down the field. Brian Hoyer makes a spectacular play to Devin Thomas. Swenson on the spot. He's missed a field goal already in the game. Ices it through. 
So you can take some positives and some negatives from this game, uh, but you know it's a benefit detriment situation. So you know the detriments outweighed the benefits we lost. But we move on. It's Michigan week. There's no time to mellow in this. It is Michigan week. Uh, but before I get to that, uh, Coach D'Antonio, his thoughts on uh, Iowa. Here's Coach D on Iowa. Iowa. I thought that uh, first of all we came out uh, focused, ready to play. Obviously there were some distractions uh, this this past week, but. Uh, I thought our players did a nice job getting ready. Another close game, close loss. I guess what the message to us all is, is it continues to be a game of inches and that really um, when you look at the 2007 season, whether you look in the Big Ten Conference or whether you look around the country, uh, the margin of error is very, very small in terms of getting it right. You know, you have to be able to get it right. I think especially in a first-year program, um, you know, things have to go very, very well. If you leave some points off the board, um, or if somebody's not in the right gap, or if the call comes in wrong, or whatever it is. I mean, I don't want to lay it. It's not all all related to just performance on the field. It goes across the board that uh, the margin of error is very, very small. We have to get it right. And um, in close games like this, it's um, it's uh, it's imperative. Um, I also think that, uh, you know, in my notes, i got notes up here today. I think also, uh, you know, when you go away from home, certainly in the Big Ten Conference, whether it's for a basketball game or whether it's for a football game, it's very, very difficult to play in those environments. I think we handled it in the first half. At one point, I saw 200 yards up there uh, for us and minus one uh, for them, total offense. And you look at the, um, the possession time in the first half, it was almost ridiculous in terms of the possession time. Um, and so we saw some very, very good things. But... They came out the second half, and uh, they refocused. They got a little momentum, and all of a sudden, emotions turned. Um, I thought we did a great job fighting back in the fourth quarter and um, you know, responding when it went to 2017. We had, had to actually get the ball back three different times before we finally were able to get the field goal down there. And uh, Outstanding play by Devin, outstanding throw by Brian Hoyer, outstanding catch by Devin Thomas to get us back down there. Had a chance to throw it uh, into the end zone twice and actually threw it into it one time um, and then kicked the field goal to go to a tie. Um, but uh, as a football team, we need to con- continue to persevere through the tough times. And I think that, that really, and I've said this a couple times probably this, this year, but I think that, that at those times, I think that's when you, you as a leader, as a head coach, as a position coach, as a team captain, as a senior, we need to be at our best. We need to build up our young people, not tear them down. And we'll continue to do that. And I think we'll learn from those from these things, and ultimately, um, when we start to win these games, um, they will begin to have a belief that when it comes down to crunch time, we'll win it. And I believe in Coach Antonio's statement there as well. You know, you learn, you start winning these games, you get some momentum, you believe in yourself. We're going to go right back to the phone. So, welcome in the Spartan Sports Rep. What's on your mind? Welcome in the Sports Rep, Dan Duggar. What's going on? What's this on your mind? One. What's the word? What is on your mind, my friend? Uh, I want to talk MSU hoops. Go ahead. What's on your mind? Well, I just, I just want to say, I, I went to that scrimmage yesterday, and I, I thought uh, I was really impressed with, uh, with the freshmen. Well, uh, on the men's team, Chris Allen, of who? Uh, Kalen Lucas, Chris Allen, Man, I Austin Kalen Thornton. Lucas ripped it up, son. So you're a believer in Kalen Lucas. I really am. I mean, our guards are deep, man. I really, I really like this team. Hey, your thoughts? How far can this team go? My thoughts? Yeah, your thoughts. I don't know. The sky's the limit right now for the green and white, man. I mean, you know that. Absolutely. Hey, we appreciate your call. Hey, hey, one more thing. Go ahead. Brigitte, what's your situation? <laughs> what's that? What's your situation, Brigitte? Can you uh, be a little more specific? What's that? 
Hey, hey, what? Anyway. <laughs> Thanks for the call, man. Into the dating show. Hey, we're we're gonna leave this one. Yeah. Brigitte, Brigitte getting a propositioned on the air. My goodness. Let's just keep it to sports. We'll just keep it to sports. Is it that? Is it the cute voice that's getting them fired up out there? I don't know what it is. Un- unbelievable. That may be the most ridiculous call I've ever taken. Appreciate it, but in a year and a half on, ra- on radio, <laughs> but we'll, we'll keep it going. Uh, but I am Dan Duggar. This is the Spartan Sports Rapper on every Monday night, 7 to 8 p.m. I am joined by Brigitte Chiroyan. Uh She sits across from me, you know. You can check her out on Facebook. Or something. <laughs> You're going to get poked like a thousand times. <laughs> Our number, 517-432-3893. Let's recover. Uh, let's progress in the show. But before we do, Coach D'Antonio... Uh, heading on to the next clip, Coach D on the progress of this Michigan State football team. I think, uh, you know, it's almost like two steps up, one step back. I think that's how we feel sometimes. Two steps up, oh, we take one small step back in certain areas, whether it's the play of uh, our defensive line or the play of our receivers. And we had more drop passes this game than we've had. And, uh, you know, some of them were, were critical. Um, so it's a little bit like that for us right now. I think maybe in the early stages here as a program, maybe, maybe that's just the way it is in college football. And I believe that is the way it is. Anybody can beat anybody on any given day. And, and like Coach Antonio said, we're, we are taking two steps forward, one step back. You know, Hoyer may have a good game. Javon may have a good game. But then, oh, no, our receivers are dropping balls. You know, there's some, there's some aspect of the complete game that we are missing. But that, that just comes with growth and maturity. Uh, but we are going to progress forward, um, speak about those arguably immature, arrogant, whatever you want to call them, Michigan. <clears throat> 3.30 on ABC. Uh, Coach D'Antonio addressed the media today. Before he did that, he addressed his team last night. And uh, here's what he had to say to his team. Quote, how long will you continue to bow to the University of Michigan? That is powerful stuff right there. How long will you continue to bow to the University of Michigan? Was Coach D'Antonio's message to his players last night. And if that doesn't get me fired up, fired up and PO'd as a player, I don't know what does. How long will you bow, continue to bow? It's been ongoing bowing to the University of Michigan. <laughs> And you, let's put that. Let's put it out there. First of all, Michigan is a great program. They're where we want to be. Michigan is what we want to be. The power they have in national recruiting, the Midwest, I mean, not so much the state of Michigan because they can venture out. There is talent in the Midwest and in the state, but consecutive bowls, consecutive winning seasons, Michigan is what we want to be, folks. You know, not the Maize and Blue, not Ann Arbor, but the success of that program. Honestly, you would take it if if you know if that was our success, we would we would take it without blinking. But I will also say, Michigan State basketball is better than Michigan football, <laughs> and uh, and we move forward. But ABC, I'm sure everyone's happy because that game's on the Big Ten Network. My mom was going to go nuts. Uh, you got you know you got to show some love to the mom on the show. She sent me a Halloween card today. <laughs> Big ups to mom. Got love you, mom. The Halloween card was great. Little little cheddar in there to go buy some candy. She that's said that's what you got to love right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I love that, but. Uh, the fans are going to be happy because they can watch it. If you're not going to the game, the game is sold out. So I can't tell you to go scalp a ticket, but <laughs> that's the only way you're going to get in to Spartan Stadium. Uh, but the fans are going to be there deep, and they're going to be crunk, crunk, crazy, 
D R U N K. They are going to be crazy drunk. I, I'll, those fans are going to be nuts. They're going to be on the bottle from whatever time in the morning they start, and that is going to be an electric environment. We saw the type of crowd that the, the Michigan State Spartan Nation brought on, against Indiana. And boy, if we can get that plus more, we weren't at capacity. If we can get a full house and we can be loud, the, you can really set the tone. Uh, for this team, and, and you know, really welcome them. Really give them your support. Don't be wishy-washy. Oh, we're five and four. Blah. We've already won one more game than we had won all of last season. But something I meant to play earlier in the show, um, Coach D'Antonio had a message to the fans today at his press conference, and uh, I'm going to play this a couple times before this show's out. Here's what Coach D had to say to you, the fan. I hope that our students are here early, and I hope a lot of them come. It's an ABC game at 3:30, so it ought to be live here. It's very difficult to play in an away stadium. It's very difficult to play away from home. And our, player, our, our fans will have an impact on this game. I can tell you that. Our fans will have an impact on the game. And uh, for all those frustrated people, get tickets and come loud. <laughs> get tickets and come loud is Coach Antonio's message to you if you, if you are a Spartan fan. Uh, Coach Antonio really stressing the importance of fan support. It is tough to play on the road. You look... At, you know, anyone can lose on the road in the Big Ten. It, it is a tough conference. And uh, Michigan travels to Spartan Stadium. Hopefully the fans will make it a ruckus, <laughs> ruckus environment. Uh, but we move forward. We play Michigan Saturday. Uh, no better man to speak on the Wolverines than Coach D'Antonio himself. Here's Coach D'Antonio on the Wolverines. The Michigan game to me is a game that um, we've pointed towards since I got here. I think that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be at Michigan State. It's a measuring stick game for us uh, because I do consider Michigan as one of the elite teams in this, in this conference. They have been and always probably will be. Uh, we compete against them in everything that we do every day, whether it's for a recruit, whether it's for a fan, whether it's for a, a nine-year-old's heart, um, whatever it is. We're going to compete against those, those, um, the people down the road every single day. And that's why it makes this, this game even more important because it's a statement game, it's a measuring stick, and I'm sure it is for them as well, um, just in a different respect. Uh, they've had a lot of injuries. Certainly Hart and Henny have been out some, but they've had some other injuries. They've fought through their issues with losing their first two games, and have responded with seven straight victories. They're a 7-2 and two football team. Um, this is the 12th time that I've played against them, including two times as a graduate assistant, but 10th time as an assistant coach, um, and now the first time as a head coach. Uh, so... Very similar stats when you look at them stat-wise, very similar to what we are in a lot of respects. You have a chance, um, it's another chance for us to measure up, like I said before. You know, we will be ready. I can, I can promise you that we will be ready. This team will stay together. We will fight through the tough times. I've already seen that. Um, in talking to our players today and talking to our players yesterday, um, disappointment from the Iowa game, but, um, you know, we will, we will make it back. It's a trophy game for us, so the Paul Bunyan Trophy is a, is, a, is a trophy we want to bring home. It hasn't been here for a while, for quite a while, and we need to get it back here. <laughs> That's Coach Antonio speaking on the significance of the Michigan game. We'll keep it moving. We got to 8 o'clock. Bo Hayho, Mason High School joining us tonight. Bo, can we beat the Wolverines? Absolutely. This MSU team has always had potential. Uh, we know guys like Javon Ringer and Devin Thomas are going to come to play. Hopefully Coach D'Antonio will utilize them in uh, different ways other than bubble screens 
things like that. Um, I'm sure he will. He'll get them going. And uh, it, um, some fans would argue that the loss would be somehow diminished because of U of M's previous losses this season, maybe to Appalachian State in particular. But uh, Michigan team still has that tradition, that aura around them. Still wear those ridiculous helmets, and uh, <laughs> when it comes down to it, they they still are uh, the opposition and the enemy. Absolutely, hey, there it is, the opposition and the enemy. Uh, the dichotomy of this whole thing. This is a Super Bowl for us. It really is. It, you know, we win this. This sixth season is a success. I don't care who you are. Uh, if you write for the Detroit Free Press and your name's Drew Sharp, I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, this season it really is a success. We become bowl eligible. We knock out a lot of birds with one stone. Uh, we can't finish the season worse than five hundred. We are bowl eligible? Who knows if we'll get to a bowl with six wins, but 500 or better on the season—that's successful to me in the first year of a program. A bow is this season a success if we beat Michigan? Well, uh, it definitely would be. That, like you said, yes, to six wins probably get us to a bowl game, and uh, it'd be the signature win of Coach D'Antonio's career, and it's definitely the biggest game right now of his career. And we'd have something to build on for next year. I know there are going to be a lot of recruits, a lot of important people at this game watching. It's going to be nationally televised, and it'd be a big win. Absolutely. And like you said, the biggest game of Coach Antonio's career, I think he knows that. Um, but you said we, we should get to a bowl with six wins. With the way the Big Ten's shaking out and so many teams with six wins or more, um, if we do get to six wins, uh, do you see us getting to a bowl? Um, I think the Motor City Bowl is probably always looking for area teams, and uh, I think another option, we're pro- definitely not going to go south with six wins. Another option would maybe be uh, the International Bowl in Toronto. Uh, if Coming strong, brother. I need, I'm not even thinking of the International Bowl. <laughs> My man from Mason's got it locked. Way to go. This is Bo Hayo. He's a sophomore at Mason High School. we got to show some love to you, brother. Maybe we'll have him back on the show. Uh, but, hey, before it gets to 8 o'clock, you'd like to chime in. 517-432-3893 is the number. The email address, as some of you have taken advantage of already this evening, is wdbmsports at gmail.com. I'm caught up because I'm thinking about that caller <laughs> who, who was propositioning Brigitte on the air. Un- unbelievable. Yes, Brigitte is a great co-host. Thank you. In more, you know, she's, uh, she's she, she brings a complete package to the table in terms of sports radio. But guess what, fellas? You can't proposition her on the radio. Should yeah. you lose some cool points for that? A little bit. A little bit distracts from my focus of sports. Okay, I like it. So you know, here, I like it. here come the calls. Look <laughs> out. Uh, but how is this? This truly is the biggest game of D'Antonio's entire career as a head coach thus far. I'd say because boy, what. A statement it would be if if the Spartans can walk out of Spartan Stadium with a dub on Friday on Saturday night. Unbelievable! Can you imagine this campus? Can it'd you? Zoo. It'd be a zoo. It I know where I'd be. And where <laughs> would that be? I don't know. Somewhere. Ra- with, uh... Ray Morris says Riotville. Man, yeah, there'll be some burning couches in uh, Cedar Village. Yeah, oh, I, 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 de- I definitely agree with that. I'd be barred um, up. <laughs> uh, but quickly, before we get to the end of the show, we got about a minute left. Um, Jazz Spectrum's coming up next with Jeff Shoop as he pumps the fists <laughs> through the glass. He's ready to spin them, uh, play some MP3s and some records, I'm sure. Uh, but where is this game going to be won? Name the position, name the you know trenches, line, quarterback play. What's it going to be? Where is this game won? We're going around the horn whether you like it or not, starting with Bo, the star of the show. Uh, this game will be won uh, on the offensive and defensive lines. Um, it's more crucial than, than usual. Uh, 
because those guys will determine the the success of this team. We need to be able to run the ball with Javon Ringer um, and and set up our passing attack so we can do more things than just make short throws. Uh, so it definitely comes down to the big hogs. Uh, Brigitte, where is this game one? I think it's going to be one on our offensive line. If we can open up some running room for Javon and JU and just pretty much neutralize Michigan's run game, then I think that's where we're going to win it at. Kicking it to Jamal Spencer. Sack master, Jamal St. Deke, the defensive line gets it done. I'm going to go with the defensive line and uh, linebackers. As long as we stop Hart and uh, pressure Henny, I think we come, come away with the W. Absolutely, I agree with you there. It's one, you know, let's bang a dead horse, but guess what? It's one in the trenches, and if the sack master can put pressure on, I believe we'll have Ogimdi Nuabo <laughs> back on that D-line. My boy OG, OG from Cal- Triple OG. It is past 8 o'clock, and that is it. This is WDBM Radio. You're listening to the Spartan Sport Trap, and that is a wrap for Ray Marge, Jamal Spencer of ABC3, Brigitte Sheroyan. Not available for you, Chandler. <laughs> and Bo Hayho joining us, Mason High School sophomore. We appreciate you, Bo. Can we get a salutation? Say goodbye to your fans. Uh, th- thanks. Thanks for listening, guys. Maybe the five or six of you out there. Um, I'd like <laughs> oh, to say hi to my dad, too. Hey, got to say hi to Mr. Hayho. Thanks for letting your son come on the show tonight. Mason High School, go Bulldogs. Yes. Go Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Hey, look at that, pulling out of the hat. That's it. Jazz Spectrum's up next. Thanks for listening. Every Monday, 7 a.m. This has been the Spartan Sports Rep.